0: Welcome to Outside the 9
1: to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5
0: podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We would like
1: to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with
0: on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. So my astute observation, because I I, I didn't, like I didn't record it, um, was that I didn't realize you felt like you were third wheeling us sometimes. I know, I didn't. I'm very dumb, or maybe not. I feel d- like I've like made
1: comments and been like, "Do you guys need me to leave the room?" Like Kev, I feel like knows. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I feel like I'm cognizant of that. Yeah. I've got to be. Well, it's a astute observation, but. I think it was. I don't know if it was that astute.
0: I just didn't pay attention to it until it was. On, on my the attention. level
1: of astutes, that's not that high. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. But but yeah. Nice it little means nice we little. have some good chemistry, bro. That's yeah. why we do this podcast, right? Of course. That's of course. that's what we call We it. do the podcast. We chase the did pump. <laughs> no, no, Actually, we li- you are our biggest fan of the podcast. What did you say to us earlier when we weren't saying anything? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. I just to make sure I had your attention. Okay. All right. So, Kev, let's see what episode this is. Back to back weeks that we're releasing. I'm, it's a miracle. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. So, this is 48, dude. 48. That's pretty solid, dude. It's pretty solid. It's almost one a week for a year. We're coming up on our year in September. I looked at that today. So,
1: dude. What are we doing for a one-year anniversary?
0: <laughs> oh, wow, you're right. Sorry,
1: Alex. <laughs> I'm just
0: out of yeah. um, Alex, you're obviously
1: invited. You're obviously don't, invited. I don't know if I want to be there. Uh, uh, right. What are we doing? Maybe like a bowling. Yeah, maybe some bowling with the Niners? Yeah. The outside – the <laughs> outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> but your friends, your family, your dogs.
0: Uh, dude, I don't know. I'm just saying – Yeah, we'll just
1: ca- – we'll, we'll <laughs> collect phones at the door. Why? So we can leave reviews and, and rate the podcast oh great point. pump the numbers so up. intelligent pump the numbers up
0: and smart it'll be very, great dude very good job yeah you're business minded, and business savvy so dude what do you want to talk about today I, I i'm trying to position this but i think for us we kind of discussed where i feel like we're transitioning to a more leadership role within the organizations we're in so i think we wanted to unpack leadership i i should use lightly we are starting to be at a higher level than most entry-level employees. That's what I would say. We're no longer entry-level employees. Is that a better way to position it? Yeah, I think it? that's a better way to put it yeah. I'm not a manager by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Call Manager Richards <laughs> over here.
0: Can you imagine how good it would feel to have, like, a PhD or, like, MBA behind your name? I feel like that would be – or not – MBA is cool. Like, shout out to people that get MBAs. But, like, PhD or, like, Dr. Richards, that would be pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Richards. <laughs>
1: I, I, I love the people that aren't doctors, like medical doctors that force you to call them doctor, like, like you know, Dr. Richards. Do people do that? <laughs> I th- I, yeah, people really? have, uh, people do that. People so are very particular about that. About what they want to be called? I think it's uh, – personally, I'm, I, I I'm not that this. person. Go ahead. Personally, I'm not that person. Uh, I also don't have that problem. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have that problem. Yeah, so I'll start calling. I guess I you can't up. speak from that. But one person said, like, "Oh, I put in the work to get it, so I feel like I deserve to be that. I deserve that title." Yeah, I don't know and how I that got makes into you this feel. I mean, I, I know you. But had, I guess I, uh, I
0: if know that, that makes p- you
1: feel good. Then yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> I, that's what I was gonna say. I think I, I know that person put a lot of work into it. So if they want to be called it, I'll call you that. There you go. I'm you an pretty... MBA. Do you think it's worth getting your MBA? Uh, No. Not for my job. I think I'd rather show results in a sales organization than show you that I can go pass an exam or study for different tests. Pass an exam? Yeah. Are you are you just throwing me under the bus there because I'm what? studying for my CFP? No, no, no. Anyone can pass an exam, bro. Um, <laughs> I, for me, dude, again, I'm in a sales-oriented role. I don't think having that would really help elevate me. But – yeah. Um, I agree. I've, I mean I've you also got to weigh the cost of it as well if you're not
1: if someone's not paying for it for
0: yeah you. for me it's not the financial investment and it's actually it has nothing to do with the finances of doing it it has to do with the time commitment I'd rather for two and a half years or however long it takes people to, to get their MBA I'd rather focus on okay Colin how do you get your mind right how do you you know read about other industries how do you learn how to make money like I, I want to make money outside of just what I do on a day-to-day basis right so I'd rather spend my time thinking about, okay, Colton, what's one business idea? Like, just like let that fester instead of going to MBA school to do some Fugazi prod- project. <laughs> I mean, dude, on the real, that's what it is. I mean, and there's some people that I think education and further education is like their jam, right? Like it's the thing they really, really love to do. Yeah. Just absolutely not mine. I think I posted – I think I talked about that yesterday. Maybe. I did a Facebook post. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that one yet. Okay. So it was like what, what – did? one thing someone didn't know about you oh no no never mind it was not this sorry got super off track but basically i was in like um what do you call it special ed classes i guess for reading and writing like school just has never really been my thing
1: you were special special ed yeah really
0: yeah for reading and writing when i was really young yep oh wow so i mean school's never been my thing and yeah for some people, if that's if that's how you learn best, and you feel like that is better in your career, go do it. For me personally speaking, it's not something that I'm going to pursue. Um, and we've I've had a direct question asked to me: if your manager made you do that for a promotion, would you do it? Mm-mm. Would probably have to say no. Honestly, would pro- that's not where I'd commit my time to. And that's my answer today. Things could change. Don't shoot me if things change, but um, Don't shoot you. That sounds yeah. pretty aggressive. Yeah,
1: We're, I think that's a pretty. That's an honest
0: and thoughtful perspective to have. Absolutely. I think it's a realistic decision that I might have to make at some point. You think so? I feel like it's getting
1: watered down a little bit. But bro. Uh, Like I feel like that it used to be you would go to school to understand more about those topics. But now because of the internet and so many different books out there, you can really learn a lot of that information on your own now.
0: I agree with you. I I personally don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. I would rather have someone who knows how to build a business than someone that went to school to learn how to build a business.
1: Yeah. The letters letters do look pretty cool though. They do. So for instance though, (laughs) I'd
0: rather have Kevin Hartnett who's been a financial advisor for four years helping me with my financial plan than Kevin Hartnett who's been an advisor for not a year but is CFP certified. That's what I'd want
1: yeah yeah okay okay
0: let's go down the personal trainer route same thing would you want an NASM certified trainer I don't even know if that's the right acronym or would you want I think that's NASMA maybe whatever would you want a certified trainer that's fat as hell and just went to school or would you want someone who is actually in shape I want the person that performs bro yeah you're
1: you're making a good point man I agree I agree with
0: you 100% yeah So in sales especially, if I perform and I have a good territory, why would you want to make me go to NBA school? Let me continue to win.
1: Let the kid win.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll hold him
1: back. We got super sidetracked. So
0: here's where I was going. I like that topic though. Good question. You're coming out hot, dude. You're feeling good. Feeling great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not feeling – wasn't feeling too good during the run earlier but feeling good
0: now. Dude, you you hammered it too when you called me and told me you got it done. I was so pumped. Um But here's what I want to – so we're no longer entry-level employees and with that, we want to discuss things we think you could do or I guess we could do in theory to help entry-level employees, right? Is that the idea of the topic? Yeah, I think generally that's the gist.
1: It's also – oh, we got some barks. We're letting it go. It's also a little bit along the lines of when you're in an environment and a new person comes or – you have a younger employee who maybe just got a promotion or something, it can seem threatening mm.
0: or people can take it in a negative way. And okay. I, think, I think it'd be helpful to unpack. So which way do you want to go first? Do you want to go helping entry-level employees or do you want to go with some of the stigmas around, I guess, younger employees getting promoted is what the second one kind of sounds like. Yeah. Why
1: don't we go – why don't we
0: hit yours first? Which one? Which one? You that, that was the
1: one you you mentioned. So the one about
0: uh, entry level employees. Entry level employees. Yeah. Um, so just from my general, uh, my general experience, I guess I would say, I think there's very few entry level employees that actually take up too much of your time. The reason I position it is that I don't think you're ever really wasting much time trying to help. An entry-level employee or a younger employee. I, 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 at least for me personally, I've heard people say, "Hey, you know, that's not my salary to train this person," or you know, it's taking away from other things. The way I look at it, the best investment for my time is to help my company grow, and I think that starts with helping younger employees. So, that's kind of my thirty-thousand-foot view on how I see entry level employees i'm always willing to i'll give someone my number i'll tell them to reach out to me if they want me to make connections for them happy to do that
1: so it's more it's more so about me helping make the company you're a part of grow is that correct correct I...
0: they have no direct compensation or they help me in zero way shape or form directly
1: okay so you you spend a lot of time training people that don't
0: Directly affect you on a daily basis, right? All the time, all the time. Have two calls. I literally had two calls this week about it. People that just got hired and said, "Hey, can I set up a time to like understand what you did to get in the position you are, and just give me some understanding for you know the company I, the company I joined?" And I said, "Sure."
1: How many people right now will go to you for that kind of stuff, like consistently? Would you say
0: I would say pretty much every new hire, probably, probably every new hire, most of them, yeah. Do you think someone tells him that? Yes, probably A a manager, for sure.
1: Manager, for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: And those are the types. So, but listen, this isn't something that I knew wasn't going to happen, right? So when I set out in the workforce to become this person, I've talked about this on other podcasts, I wanted a brand around Colton Richards. A part of that brand is I want to be a representative of a young employee that grew in the company and is crushing it. And I think nothing shows that more than my managers recommending younger people call me for advice nothing
1: so so what do you do when someone does someone call you just out of the blue or do you tell people to schedule time with you like do you make it like more convenient for yourself like how do you handle that especially if you're getting like inundated i know you're super busy right so i'm sure there are times and periods where people reach out and it's inconvenient so how do you handle that situation
0: uh do you create any processes around maybe Making it easier? Well, we're not always – I mean we're not hiring. Remember, I'm a single department within a large organization. We're hiring maybe in our sales organization two to three people a quarter max maybe. So it's not that invasive of my time right. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so right,
1: but uh, when you hire somebody new, usually there's a period of months that go by that that person has no idea what the hell's going on. Oh, right. Oh, so oh, yeah. I yeah. would
0: say I'm there for the first couple of weeks. I don't do the rigorous training. I'm more of like, hey, man, like this is the type of energy. This is the type of things I think you should bring to the workforce in order to succeed here and succeed in this role more so than like the tactical day-to-day stuff. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So what do you think What do you think is the most
0: valuable advice that you give to those people? Um, It's so – dude, it's so cliche, bro, but attitude, man. It is so easy to separate yourself just by – getting tasked with the same project as the person next to you but having a different attitude about it it's so easy to separate yourself i would say that's the biggest thing i I try and give younger employees because everyone for the most part in entry-level jobs has the same roles and responsibilities right but it's how you do those that are going to separate you and get you the promotion and get you the next place place so that's the biggest thing okay so we got attitude is there anything else oh uh, is there anything else i mean dude work ethic but like who i mean uh, yeah, why do i why do i even have to explain that like yeah. show up early leave late i think people's perception of you really says a lot
1: you can't tell someone to have good work ethic and
0: uh, yeah they just that people don't respond that way yeah so it's either you have it or you you don't and dude it's not even attitude in the task sorry to go back to attitude but it's attitude and how you interact like are you does it do you show up like professional and like ready to rock Dude, I used to be clapping in the office. Like I was almost too ridiculous about it. <laughs> yeah, but bro, you were like we on had the this extreme end of we had this the other floor side. where everyone was honestly fucking miserable. I'm gonna say it. Like yeah. there was times where yeah. people were like pissed off to be at work, and like I just got out of college, and I'm this dude hungry to make money and make a difference, and you know succeed. Uh, I'm not about letting you know older people in a job where they feel like they're not super happy bring me down. Like fuck
1: do, that. Do any of them ever? I'm sure they don't ask any follow up questions to the attitude, but do they ever ask you like, what do I do when I get yelled, basically like told to fuck off, or uh, like, what do I do when my attitude isn't right?
0: When your attitude isn't right, what do you? I think you're maybe asking different questions here. If someone rejects them reaching out for help,
1: okay. Well, that's maybe too specific. So, skip that one.
0: What? What was your question then again, just so I'm following?
1: What do I do when my attitude's not right then?
0: Get it right. Read books, listen to personal development shit, figure out what's – here's something. I mean I think you're trying to teach me, bro, and it's something that I got to learn. But is everything else in your life where you need it to be in order to succeed in this endeavor? What what do I mean by that? Are your relationships in check? Is your fitness in check? Is everything mentally outside of work in check? So you can perform at work, right? For me – I was on. When I was at work, dude, nothing else mattered. Honestly, nothing in my life mattered for the first two and a half years out of college. All I cared about was work. So my mindset was always on when I was there. Yeah. Um, but I'm learning as you've tried to like, kind of teach me through you know, just our discussions. I need to have all three different areas of my life at a place where I'm succeeding in order to succeed at work because obviously I've fallen out of balance. Um, and that's affected my attitude at work.
1: Yeah, I think – uh- I think those things can bring you more energy at work 100%. than take away from it, right? But I was so like, there's a balance with that, right? Yeah, like, I was naive. I was are going out and getting fucked up and that's your kind of outside of work hobby, then yeah, that's going to take some energy away from you. But if you're going out and you're doing things you're passionate about, you're doing things like going to hang out with friends, like doing whatever is important to you outside of work, whatever that is, yeah. it definitely brings more energy to your day to day.
0: I agree. So I, I don't think there's a, a single answer for like the attitude thing. If you have a shitty attitude, change your perspective. Do like you I get
1: any th- good questions from new hires? Any of them?
0: I, I get like the – Ever? S- like
1: s- – I mean I, what are the standards? The typical, the typical question is like what do I need to do to get to where you, you are, are today? Or what do people in this position – what do successful people in my role do to yep. – Uh, be six to be successful yeah that's a horribly worded question but yeah more or less that's what it boils down to
0: and dude to be honest i take the primary role of being the talker in those conversations it's really awkward when you go in to ask someone who's older than you advice and that you feel like you have to poke and prod them to give you advice it's like we both know why we're here like i will i'll try and spit out as much information as i can and where you have questions, you ask me. Like that's kind of the role I feel like I play in those conversations. I'm not looking for someone to ask me this brilliant, mind-altering question. I know I'm going to have a similar yeah. conversation with the majority of the people. What makes people different coming out of that conversation is how they act on the advice. Of course. You
1: how know. many How many do you think – I guess maybe we can't get into this. Like how many people you think actually take the advice that you give. Mm. And I wouldn't say that's a reflection <laughs> of you. I would say it's more a reflection of the people that – you encounter
0: how many people uh, i don't even i dude honestly any number i give you is just an absolute okay, guess okay is an. Yeah, i would no. have to wait another two to three years to see who has elevated right before uh, yeah i, could give I just wanted answer. i just
1: wanted to ask that see if you had an idea at least but what do you what happens have you ever had someone who latches on to you and just is constantly reaching out to you and asking you questions Maybe even asking you the same questions over and over again. Hundred percent. Like, how do you ha- how do you handle those situations? <laughs> I've had that. Um, I feel like everyone has that. I've, I've had experienced that. it before. Yeah. it's super frustrating. You feel like you're spending this time to train this person or help this person, and they're not even listening.
0: So the issue with that is you, you you're you're spending this time to help this person, but they don't want it bad enough to help themselves. That's like the. The thing that pisses me off when I get a call with the same question I've already told the person. But honestly, it hasn't gotten to the point where I've said something. That's my candid answer. Yeah. It hasn't made me mad enough to be direct and say, hey, you've asked me this question 75 times. Please stop calling me about it.
1: Right. Right. That's the reality of working at it when you work at a larger company especially is you're gonna you're going to encounter people that don't want to be there. No doubt about it. 100%. 100%. Every but day. But what do
0: we always talk about? What What makes me smile every day when I hear that shit? That's my – dude, that's my competition, bro. Oh, yeah. Like that's my competition is people that hate what they do. How hilarious is that? Well, how – okay.
1: So let me, let me dig into that a little bit. Like how do you deal with – Looking at other people as comp- – do you look at everyone as competition or is it just a small subsector of people? Because if you're looking at everyone as competition, then it seems like you might be helping your competition out too much by training them. And some people might take that view.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah. I mean I just think – I believe in myself I guess is what I would say. I, I don't think if I give you workout advice that you're going to become like – you might, dude, you might become so much more in shape than me, but I don't really, that's not how I view the information I give people. It's like, they're going to, if they outwork me, great, dude. Like I, am not trying to hide information to myself. I'd rather have the organization as a whole succeed. Cause then I will, I'm not going to like hide information from people, but in terms of promotions, yeah, I'm competing with the person next to me. I don't know if that answers what you were directly asking, but I don't try and take a, uh, a monopoly on information. I have is, is I guess what I would say. Okay. I want no, it to be a but... level playing ground and then watch me succeed from the people that don't like their job.
1: Got it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good view. That's definitely a, a good way to, to take it. Well, why do situation. people? Why
0: are people worried
1: about that? Like, why do you think... Because people have egos, right? And that's the biggest problem is everyone has an ego. Yeah, everyone's got to keep it in check. Some people are good at keeping it in check versus others. And, like, the ego has... That's your gut reaction, right? To anything. Yeah. yeah. I think so. it
0: shows when people are insecure, man. Because when I talk to the best people in my company, and again, this is just the truth, none of them are scared to share information with me. None of them are like, oh, this kid's going to outwork me or outpace me. Like that's just never how they view it. So I emulate success. And yeah. that's what the best people do. That's what the people that have been in my company for 30 years do. So I'm going to I'm gonna do the same thing for people two years in when I'm three.
1: Yeah. So, what's the what's the most impactful thing you're you've experienced from that the like this perspective on helping new people? What do you mean most impactful? Mm. Like, if you, you had that? any experiences where that's benefited you, like without you're not doing it to ben- to benefit you necessarily. Yep. But do you think you've developed any skills or had any instances where that helped you in certain circumstances.
0: So here's how I think the conversations go. That entry level employee goes or the manager goes to the entry level employee a couple weeks in. Oh, how have things been going? Who have you been talking to? Whose name do they bring up? Colton, right? That's how I foresee the conversations going and that's probably the uh consequence of me helping these people, right? Is they mentioned my name in passing to the manager who, you know, helps me get promoted. So that's where I think the real benefit is in terms of teaching. I think we've talked about this on other topics, but the first level to learning is understanding the information. The second level is being able to teach it to someone else. So um, I think anytime you can relay information, articulate information and get better at it, you are just going to be better at what you do. So I think those are two things that come out of it.
1: Yeah, those are two really good benefits to just, having a quick conversation with someone or being there minutes, or being there f- to answer a five minute question or being there to answer an email yeah that's the benefit you also create i feel like you create a culture if that's the first experience they have at the company or at the place they're working you create more of a culture of sharing and uh starts it, at the be- bottom yeah all, i mean all ships uh rise right i don't know that's- <laughs> <laughs> all ships rise, <laughs> that- especially spaceships <laughs> what yeah that was that, i think was that gandhi that's <laughs> Wait, i think it's all ships go up in a rising tide oh or some shit. boy yeah that
0: was that was gandhi for sure coming off a good 20 minute rip kevin with that profound quote um a, a rising tide lifts all ships is the quote right Rising tide lifts all ships. Something like that. There we go. Yeah, close enough. I know what you're saying, though. Uh, <laughs> rising ships, spaceships,
1: <laughs> UFOs. UFOs. Crazy.
0: That was absurd. Crazy. Crazy. But yes, I think you're right. Culture at the bottom is vital. And this is something that I, I've said on other episodes is like, yes, the leaders have to instill a culture, but it's also on the people at the bottom to act on it. So love that that's uh that's what I think I got I mean again, I think you asked a lot of really great questions. I'm trying to think what what is something you learned not to do as an entry level employee like what mistakes did you make as an entry level employee? What mistakes
1: uh the probably
0: the biggest mistake
1: i I made was spending so too much time worrying about whether
0: I should reach out to someone or not. When you say reach out, what do you mean to clients or people internally? Internally. Yep. Yeah, I'm talking about internally. So I
1: I feel like I spent a lot of time staring at my email or staring at calendars and like having the uh, failure to take an action.
0: Take an action.
1: Yeah. So the that that would be the biggest, I mean the biggest regret I had for my for myself early on is not is for caring too much about what other people are going to – maybe what other people are going to think or react or – because at the end of the day, I spent a lot of time worrying about that. And at the end of the day, when I finally took the action,
0: it wasn't a big deal. And worst case scenario, you do something 10 degrees off with that action, bro. And people – if you're reaching out to the right people, people that want to help you, They'll course correct that action for the next time you do it by that 10 degrees, right? If someone sends me an email and it's 10 paragraphs to ask me to set up a time to talk, I'll be like, hey, man, that was a great email. I appreciate you reaching out. Maybe trim it down to to a couple sentences. People don't need all that extra fluff in the corporate environment, right? He still got the desired result with that education piece. So I think in the corporate environment, realize and have in the back of your mind that people, dude, are generally helpful for the most part.
1: Yeah, generally, most people do want to help other people. Right, Agree. And if not, generally, those people want to talk about their experiences and th- themselves. And just because they take that perspective doesn't mean you can't learn something from them.
0: I would, I, I would still try and steer away, but let's go that route because I think that plays into that second topic for entry level employees. Is I guess for people that are making, you know, again, we're not entry level necessarily anymore.
1: Well, I was, I, I was actually sorry to cut you off. I was going to say the, the second thing. This is super specific, but it's go always ahead. having a notebook. Oh, that's good. always that, That's you, one of my
0: manager's things.
1: If you go to a meeting and you don't have a notebook, why the hell are you there? That's
0: a great point. Hey, that's brilliant. You should have
1: your notebook or a comput- if you have your computer and you want to take notes on it, you should have some way of taking notes. I can't. I had one I, I think I had one experience where I, I scheduled a meeting and I didn't bring a notebook, and the person was like, "Are you gonna take notes or how are you gonna remember all this stuff?" Yeah And I was like, I thought to myself, "Holy shit, it just <laughs> he's looks right like you don't I, care. yeah, exactly. and that's the, the perspective that the other person takes is that you you're just wasting their time. Great point, because you're not going to be able to remember this, you're going to have the same conversation yep. with that person. So always take a notebook and always take good notes because that way, if you have a good conversation and someone tells you something important, you don't you don't forget it. People people forget things immediately. I yeah. do it all the fucking time, yeah.
0: all the fucking time with everything. So that's a good point. Bo- that's a good point. And yeah. then the other thing is, I mean, we're just going down the wormhole, so I'm jumping yeah. in with you, bro.
1: Dive on in. <laughs> yeah. It's warm. It's warm. It's
0: fine. <laughs> uh, I've seen some people – this is also crazy behavior as well. But I think I've maybe done this when I first started. You don't need to write down every word that comes out of a person's mouth. Write the main ideas or the big t- big talking points, right? Like you shouldn't be copying word for word everything that comes out of their mouth. So that's
1: I, – I would say though that most people don't have that problem.
0: OK. So maybe that's just – I would
1: say most people who do have that problem learn that – they don't have to take a note on every single word. That was me. Then.
0: It's only Colton. Colton's
1: the that only was, one that with that you. problem. You you never learned you didn't learn that you should just take notes of the big ideas. When did you learn that? How long did it take you?
0: Uh dude, I told you I'm really bad at school. So I would just the only way for me to like really conceptually get something was to write it over and over and over and over again. So now do you feel a little bit bad?
1: <laughs> no. Not okay.
0: At all. all right, bro. I, I,
1: not at all. I do I do the same thing. I write my notes over and over again to study. So but yeah, uh, maybe just not, not as many times
0: as you, yeah. did. <laughs> uh, but okay. So we were down yeah. that wormhole. I want to transition it to the other topic. So we just talked about like entry level employees and how you can help them. Let's talk about mitigating the insecurity behind if you help someone that they're going to eventually like take your job. I mean, I feel like the way I even worded that topic already <laughs> talks to the answer, right?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. I mean,
0: it's the reality of the situation, right?
1: Yeah, the the reality of the situation is if, if you if that's your fear, then you're not doing your job very well.
0: No, uh, dude, I don't, I don't like. This is so beyond my level of comprehension of why people would think that way that it's very hard for me to talk on it. But with that being said, if you're in a corporation where you feel like that's going on, you're in a bad organization. That's what I would say. If you feel like you're talking to people and they're like keeping information from you or they're giving you bad vibes because you're working your ass off, like, don't listen to them, dude. Get a new job or just outwork those people. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. What is, if you think that someone's going to end up taking your job, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. that's the reality of the situation. So,
0: and this is what I'd say. Cause I felt maybe this a little bit when I first started is if you feel like you're getting bad advice or information that doesn't feel like it's genuinely in the best interest to help you evaluate who that advice is coming from. That's something I did heavily when I first started my company.
1: What's the worst piece of advice you got?
0: You should leave. Y- you've been here since seven o'clock. You should leave now. And it was four 30. I was like, no, <laughs>
1: That's basically that, that was, was base, piece of advice.
0: That was basically my response. Yeah, I got something
1: similar. Yeah, someone said it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I was <laughs> like, maybe for you it is, but I'm sprinting this marathon. <laughs> I'm sprinting this marathon. I
0: love it, dude. Um, yeah, man. I think you, you got to realize that in any organization you're in. I guess maybe unless you start your own business, but in any organization you're in, you're gonna find people with different personalities, um, and you got to be able to learn how to navigate that environment. So. Yeah, I think just evaluate who the advice is coming from. If you wouldn't trade places with that person at their age, then who cares? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Going back to the insecurities with
0: maybe someone coming on your team that's new. I mean it's happening to you. So, I mean I know you're not necessarily feeling this, but it's something that maybe you can talk to a little bit better than I can.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not feeling this currently, but – When we initially decided to make that move, that was something I had to just deal with. Be consciously aware of. Just be consciously aware of the fact that, like, this new person's coming on. I'm not that far along, right? Like, I'm not that far in it. Yeah. And this person's going to be right behind me. Yeah, yeah. So, that can, my initial reaction was like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But at this, but in thinking about it and dealing with it, and not that it was a major problem, but that's the, that's the gut reaction is like. I think okay, it's important that is... you're
0: talking about it right now, and I appreciate you even bringing it up because I know it's like, it's all it's not embarrassing. That's a total wrong word, but it's just like you feel insecure mentioning it. But yeah, I, you everyone, well, everyone has,
1: that. Uh, dude. Everyone's insecure. Like yeah, at, at certain points, like. Yeah, I'm. In, I was insecure about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. I appreciate you saying that. And. In thinking about it and going over... I mean, we talk about shit all the time. Yeah. And I read a ton of stuff. Yeah. So that's a completely normal reaction. 100%. To have. But in thinking about what that's doing for us, adding another person to a small firm is extremely important. Yeah. One. The two, it's like it's a symbol of growth. Things are going really well. We're adding this person. It's only going to make us better. Yeah. Like as a whole, Mm -hmm. there's, it can only make us better as long as everyone's on the same page. It's a great point. Right? Yeah. So I realized my job is to make sure that if there's any questions or upfront questions, making sure that just the doors open yeah, yeah, all the time.
0: I think that's an important factor, bro, because I think some people miss the aspect where they can be there for an entry level employee. Actually, I do this and not to turn it on me. I, I, this is just the only tangible example I have from personal experience, but you can feel people's nervousness when they start in a job or you can feel people's nervousness in an interview. Be that person that says, Hey, man, here's my cell number. Legit text me anytime if you have any questions. Like, that makes the person who's in this nervous situation who ultimately is supposed to help you, right? Not just your firm but ultimately help you grow your business, right? Like, that extend the hand, right? Extend the hand to be there to be helpful.
1: Yeah, like people have this scarcity mentality. And and that's that's another thing that causes that reaction is only one person can have this. But – in the reality of the situation like everyone can have it. Everyone in in a perfect world, I see myself down the line and this person is at the same level as me. Yeah. Like, why 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 not? And if if not, then we haven't done what we needed to do to get them there. 100%. And that's the, it, that's the only perspective you can take on it. Period. Really. Yeah,
0: the alternative is The alternative failure. is yeah. It's taking
1: the negative view. But yeah, be that be that person that's overly welcoming.
0: A hundred percent. I'd rather have that person than the person that throws me like I don't know some cockamamie stuff. Like I don't even know, like rude remarks or like unfriendly smiles. I don't know. That's just like yeah. That's I, I don't get that. I'm not about that to be honest. Yeah,
1: I mean some people are just
0: freaking awkward
1: dude. <laughs> so true. they
0: just don't know how to interact. That's
1: true. But it's also this person has come into my office a couple of times. And he asked me really good questions. That's good. And questions that I'm like, got to think about for a second. And it's helped me better, like better myself in explaining things and trying to be concise and clear. Yep. As well. That's what we. Because that's, that's something right now. Personally, I have, to, I, I struggle with is I went from this world where we we're talking about like the most granular pieces of investments and now i'm in this world where we're talking very high level and it's very hard for me to not dig right down deep into that rabbit hole immediately
0: that's who you are though when we've talked about conversations it's like that's where your head is at so much that it's hard for you to like sell almost the bigger picture because you're so in the weeds right now with your learning yeah. but that's the next level that we talk about like same thing with sales kind of I mean again we're going tang tangenting here but I-, I think that's the next level to learning is being able to take all these micro microscopic topics and be able to sell slash in your situation articulate the larger vision and how that plays into a bunch of different things you're doing so that's the next level to learning which is great that your boss hired you to do that and now you're kind of taking that intermediary role to essentially articulate what he taught you to this younger individual so that's i mean that's very smart on him you see what i'm saying
1: yeah i see exactly what you're saying
0: because it's the next level for you to grow technically yeah it's for you to be able to relay it to that person
1: yeah that's really what is, what is that the second level of math like that's when you really have true mastery of a craft is yeah. when you can explain it to somebody else or teach someone else
0: dude i mean <laughs> And this is the other tough thing. When you're learning information – and again, tell me if you follow this at all. But when you're learning information, like that information is – you're able to do with that whatever you want. But when you're articulating it, you're giving it to like a human being. Like to try and understand what they don't know and what they do know and like being able to articulate it in a a concise manner. It's so difficult. It's so, so difficult.
1: Yeah, because I've I've made assumptions about – Their level, level, their levels of knowledge, and I just start rattling off how I would regularly, how I would, how I've been talking. Yeah. And like, (laughs) they look at me. You can tell immediately too. People look at you, like, what did you just say? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And I I always know when it happens because, or my the lead advisor. Yeah. My boss will jump in at that moment and be like. Just to jump in here, add a little bit of color to what Kevin just said. Let me dump. <laughs> let me down. let me unpack this Rubik's yeah. cube he just threw at you.
0: So Dude, it's definitely skill, and I don't yeah, think we're there, there yet. But uh, I think it shows that. I don't know. It shows good growth, man. It's, it's good growth to be able to be able to manage, or not manage. That's the wrong word, but you know, help other people succeed. I think that's. If I had a goal, it would be to help the person that's under me be able to replace me. That's my goal with my job. Like, that's one of my goals this year, get that person promoted so he could do exactly what I could do. That would be success for me. That means I was a good teacher.
1: Yeah. That that does re- – it reflects even more.
0: Yep. On me. On you.
1: So, yeah, man.
0: That was a good topic, dude. Do was you good. Do you have anything else on this? Any other questions that are lingering for you? The only other thing I'm thinking about is you say good questions – Dude, I, I again, I don't think anything that you ask as an entry-level employee is going to separate yourself. I think, again, it's the attitude you bring to that conversation. Um, it's the excitement you show. And then it's what you do after the fact. I don't think anyone separates themselves in like the first couple of weeks with the questions they ask. I think everyone asks the same damn thing when they first start. But that could just be my naive opinion. No, I, I agreed with you yeah.
1: on that. Uh, I was just cur- I was just curious if anyone anyone came to the table with a little bit of... Uh,
0: no little little bit
1: spunk spunk little extra sauce, little spunk, a spunk, nah. little extra sauce a spicy garlic nah. yeah
0: everyone left that at home
1: no <laughs> no just a, le- a bland plain pizza yeah that's
0: what it is um, all right dude well we're back on the gravy train two ep- two weeks in a row episodes um for everyone listening or back engaged we appreciate the hell out of that continue to like share subscribe. We do have guests coming on. I know I've said that (laughs) every week for the last couple weeks, but we do, dude. We have a big weekend of guest recording. I
1: swear to God we we know people. We know people. We know people.